0: Field, that one's called to the right, Hunter on the move, racing back, it's over his head, it's gone, it's in the bullpen, this game is tied, this game is tied, David Ortiz, David Ortiz, David
1: Ortiz, David Ortiz!
0: This is Red Sox Beat on CLNS Radio. I think it would be a big statement if John Farrell started Travis Shaw in opening day, and I'd be totally cool with it, because I think it would... It, it, if that doesn't give Sandoval motivation to, to play better defense and play better, period, nothing will. I think they're going to make Jeter that first unanimous vote, and I hate that about baseball writers. If you belong in the Hall of Fame, you get voted in the Hall of Fame.
1: Achievement or a new milestone, they do not just be like, Hey, we, we signed this player, so we're going to have a ceremony. Like, no. no like...
0: Now, to your hosts. Hi, Red Sox fans. Welcome in. Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore Beat. Facebook is Red Sox Beat Podcast on iTunes. If you rate, review, and subscribe to us, that'd be amazing. Uh, of course, you're hearing us on Stitcher as well, CNLSRadio.com. Um, and busy week this week, of course, with the Patriots, all the hoopless surrounding the Patriots and the Super Bowl. And uh, media, that was super awkward watching that on TV. But we do have baseball to talk about, which is very exciting. Uh, Lawrence here, no just this week, as he's at the Garden, tuning into a great Celtics win against the Pistons. What's going on, Lauren?
1: Oh, it's just another week closer to baseball, so I'm
0: pretty uh, excited about that. Oh, it's so exciting! It's seven days till Truck Day, which I I felt I found useless. You love Truck Day, uh, 14, <laughs> 14 days until pitchers and catchers, and sixty four days to so that illustrious day where the Red Sox begin the regular season and the quest for the World Series championship. Uh, but yeah, seven a week a week from today is useless. <laughs> truck Day, is stupid. But
1: that means the equipment's getting there, and the. Pictures and catches aren't far oh, behind.
0: So it's but they, like the, they might as well throw a parade for the, the stupid truck leaving. Like, that's what they do. They make it a thing. <laughs> do you go? Have you, have you ever have you ever been to a truck day? I have not, no. I feel like you'd be the one to go out of this whole show. You'd be, you'd be the one to go. <laughs> no, I'm,
1: I, unfortunately, I've never been. I'm always working when it's, when it's truck day, so. But, I mean, uh, whatever. I'm not going to take a day off to go watch a truck leave.
0: I feel like you would, though.
1: I mean, I think about it, but you've thought
0: about it. I don't don't lie, you've thought about it.
1: Oh no, I
0: mean, I have, I have sick time I can use. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> Go Red Talk. They see you on TV on Nessun as they like show the truck You're like on the truck, bring me with you. That's what you, that'd be you. That would be me i want to go to florida it's warm there it is warm there i'm looking forward to the warmth and that, that, that's what this brings you know it's a signal of hope in spring and football season is going to be over in a week which is very unfortunate because we do love our football here but that being said that is a nice turn around the corner meaning baseball season is right around the corner um and we do have a lot to talk about um and a lot of red sox stuff going on and um the thing we want to start with just quick noter um is it too soon for the Red Sox to have already announced that they're retiring Ortiz's number? Is, is it too fast of a turnaround? Because it took them a while to do, you know, Pedro didn't happen right away. Um, they decided to do Wade Boggs. That happened right. That didn't happen obviously right away. Is this... Wh- why are they obviously doing it the next summer? Is Because like now it just feels like a continuation of the tour that we dealt with all last summer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely surprised they announced it so soon that they would retire it You know, this coming season. Um, it's I mean, I'm surprised because, you know, Pedro had to wait. Obviously, you know, Wade Boggs was retired last year. But I think, you know, David Ortiz, and i not saying that Pedro isn't a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player, but David Ortiz is, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player that we're never going to see somebody like him again. And I think the Red Sox know that, you know, they didn't want anybody coming in here and having the chance of wearing 34. They didn't want to trade for somebody who's already wearing 34. And if they do, then... You're like, screw you, you're not getting that number.
0: So Yeah, but they wouldn't have let him wear it. Cause, I mean, like, the Celtics haven't let anyone touch 34 since Pierce left. Like, you just don't let him wear it. Like, I, I don't get me wrong, I'm not, like, sitting here bashing on the idea of retiring to 34, like, by any means. Um, but it's kind of a quick turnaround to do it the summer after he retires when you know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. Um why not wait till then? You know, wait till he goes to the Hall of Fame. Maybe wait, just wait one year just to kind of let the retirement sink, sink in in case he does come back. You know, like, what happens if he retires a number and then he comes back?
1: Well, he can be number 43.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> Bring Kendrick Perkins back into it, why don't we? Um, yeah.
1: I mean, I I personally love it because I love ceremonies.
0: I love you awesome. both do. <laughs> and
1: I do. I and mean, Jess and I we do love the ceremonies and I love the number of retirement ceremonies. There's just something about it. I went to Wade Boggs' last year and you can bet I'll be at David Ortiz's this <laughs> year. It's it's just it's fun and it's it's fun for the players. There's you know, old uh, older players who were there, and you know, Jim Rice was there last year and Joe Castiglione announces it, so he does like the whole thing. So that's kind of cool because being there and even on TV, you know, us in boston only get to really hear him on the radio so to kind of see him and just to see everyone there like i said it's a different atmosphere during those ceremonies so i i personally love it but I, i i am shocked that it happened so
0: fast i think the best part of the ceremonies and really quote and best part in quotes um if you're there is watching like the videos they put together of like the old plays and like you know as much as i hate ceremonies or the idea of them I do love the montages and, you know, like hearing the old calls. So like when you see a David Ortiz montage, you get the David Ortiz, David Ortiz. Like there's a reason why I put it in the intro. It gives me chills. Um, and that kind of stuff gets me going. So, I mean, I'll probably try to go just to do that. If not, I'll see it somewhere online. But that's the part of it that I do enjoy.
1: If you do want to go on, you know, like StubHub and Vivid Seeds, i for a $178. <clears throat> time and that Bye. Before, that was before Saturday when tickets went on sale through Red Sox. So, God. Um, it's a little pricey if you want to go, and that's just for the bleacher seats. So,
0: wait till day of, you'll get them cheaper. Just go just go, go on StubHub, it. go scalp tickets, or go. and We don't condone anything illegal here, but just go scalp <laughs> them. Um, or, or go the morning of on StubHub and they drop them like half price. Like you, yep. you don't don't buy them now. Um, unless you really don't care about the money, then. Please give us some too while you're at it. I'll take the money if you don't really don't care about it. Uh, yeah, fuck it over. Um, that being said, obviously I, I think it's just super weird they did that, but um, they have other things to worry about, right? So the big thing that caught my eye this week, and I know, Lauren, you wanted to talk about it too. You did put it in the show prep was um, the Chris comments. You know, um, he's, he's already been asked about starting getting the game ball for game one or the game one of the season. Um, and he already came out and said that Rick Porcello, des- Porcello deserves that. There's no way he should not get the ball, which I love. Um, as much as I think Chris Sale's the better pitcher, I think we all think Chris Sale's the better pitcher. Um, and who knows, he'll probably get a ball game one down the playoff somewhere, depending on how the season goes. It's still right that Rick Porcello gets the ball the first game. And that was so happy to hear that from Chris Sale. But now he's saying how he's not worried about playing pleasing the fans in Boston. You know, he said, quote, so still the same game, um and just saying basically how, um, he's not here to please fans. He's here to win baseball games. It's essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said, and that's huge because that's a complete 180 from David Price and what we've been dealing with and the, the soap opera that is David or uh, David Price's mind and his and his just mentality. So more than I look at the Chris Sale situation as right away he's saying he's not worried about pleasing the, us in Boston. That means he's got, he's probably going to please us.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly how I'm taking it, and I I love that little feisty attitude that he has, it kind of reminds me, you know, he's just going to – like the exact opposite of David Price, like you said. And, you know, if he has a bad start, which I'm sure he will, he's not perfect, he'll go out – he'll just be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I sucked, and I just got to suck it up and do better next time. Kind of like, you know, Clay Buckles. He was never worried about what the fans thought of him after he pitched horribly. He didn't care. Like, it just – it didn't get inside his head, and I don't think it's going to get in Sale's head at all. And – He's just going to take it with a grain of salt. He's just going to be like, whatever, he's here to pitch. We know we signed him to pitch. And I think I – th- I know I've talked to a few people who've just been kind of like, Ugh, like I can't believe you'd say that. That that's, that's the kind of attitude I want in the players that are on my team. I don't want somebody who's going to be like David Price and just get sensitive over everything. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive. But – gets to a point where you know like we've seen like you said the soap opera we've seen it all off season we saw it all last season and just to hear sales say that i i think it's reassuring and i don't think we're going to get like he's not going to be a, he's not sensitive sale by any means not even a little bit
0: yeah no and, and it's very exciting to see um his mentality coming out because you know when everyone traded for him most people didn't complain and i honestly i Call people stupid if they complain about trading for Chris Sale. But, you know, there were some doubters because of the prospect price you had to pay for him and that sort of thing. But you look at what you get. You get a guy with grit. You get a guy who's not afraid to say what he means. You know, he cut up those alternative jerseys, which I loved. And I still will bring that up to this day about what he means. I don't care if he's a psychopath. If he can pitch... Sometimes having a psychopath like that on the mound is good for you. He's proven it in his career. And something like this where, you know, it's still the same game, that means he's going up there with the same mentality of, I'm here to strike you out, I'm here to mow you down as fast as possible, and I'm here to help my team win. And, you know, he, he kind of wastes, wastes away in Chicago. And People always say, you who knows if he could pitch when it really matters. You know, I think it's just as hard to pitch on a crappy team as it is to pitch when it matters because it's easy for a guy to lose focus. When the games don't matter, you play on a crap team. You don't want to play in a stupid uniform, so you cut them up. You know, it's hard for a guy to stay focused through all that. It's it's just as hard to play on a stupidly bad team that it is to play on a championship-caliber team, for sure.
1: Oh, definitely. And I think, you know, I said this, oh, God, I don't even, like, years, it feels like years ago, but when, you know, Sonny Gray wasn't pitching well, you know, I don't care what team you play for. If you're a good pitcher, you should be a good pitcher. And I think Chris Sale is going to be a good pitcher, and, because, and a lot of it has to do with his attitude, and going back to, like, your psycho comment, I think it was Mike Felger, who said he's a grade-A psycho, because he, you know, he had yeah. a knife in his pocket, or scissors in his pocket, who just could have something in his pocket that day, where he just shredded all the uniforms, which, I, I mean, I made a statement, It and I don't think he would, unless he was extremely unhappy here, I don't think he would try to pull something like that, but, you know, it, it, he, it, he made his point, he didn't want to wear him, and they didn't listen to him, and he's like, well, now you're gonna listen to me, and... No, I I like the I like the feist, I like the attitude, I and I think if that happened here, I really feel like it would be a complete split between the fans, like they loved it or they hated it. I don't think there'd be any in between with that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that, um Most fans would probably, let's be real, if, say a uniform situation happened here, depends on the uniform, you know, if, most fans here disagree with all the pomp and circumstance like I do, in the sense of like, screw the stupid ceremonies and that crap. If you, if you have a uniform that looks horrible and they don't want, and the fans agree with them, they're gonna cheer them, depending on what the situation would be. So, you're right, it's kind of a, you know, depending on the situation, Red Sox fans would be all for it or Red Sox fans would be all against it, but, this guy's going to do well this year, Lauren, and th- quick comments like this, this time of year, obviously they're going to report soon, and we'll start to hear more from the players um, in a few weeks here, which is very exciting, because then we can actually start talking about stuff like that, but um, as we start to hear more from these players, as we start to see uh, these guys report, um, you're going to hear more and more about their mentality of what they're going to do, and they're going to say all the right things come spring training, because that's what they're going to do, it's a fresh start for a lot of these guys, but um, but being able to hear more of Chris Sale, I think, is going to also spark David Price and going, okay, this guy's here here to ball out. I'm here. I can fix myself here. Um, let this guy take the reign. So I think a lot of what Chris Sale says in, the, in a couple of weeks is going to help the entire pitching staff.
1: Yeah, and we heard it. You know, the first of it from the winter weekend. So I think we're just going to hear more positive things, and it's just going to get us more fired up for for April third.
0: I'm excited to see. Other players report, too. We don't even talk about this, but I did just see a um, PA tweet and had Pablo Sandoval in it. He's hugging uh, Jose Altuve, and Miggy Cabrera's there, too, and he looks as small as Altuve. Um, yeah, he's he, looking good. He's, he's, looking, he's looking really good, so I'm intrigued to see, obviously, if he can still play baseball, but... Um, the weight's gone, so what. Let's see if he can keep it off, and let's see if he can play baseball. But that picture is even slimmer than the pictures we've seen. Um, so you know he's lost a few more pounds since then, but um, that's obviously good news as well. Um, other stuff involved with the Red Sox um, and Chris Sale. We, we obviously can't wait to see him pitch for the Red Sox. But um, another pitcher that we were we were worried about. Well, there were two. Me and Jess talked about it last week. Drew Pomerantz, um and Fernando Abad. Both were facing arbitration. Pomerantz this week avoided it by agreeing to a $4.45 million deal. Lauren, before we get to the other situation that's at hand, no surprise that they kind of figured it out with Pomerantz, right?
1: Yeah, I, I figured they would. Um, I don't really think he's worth going to arbitration for. You know, he's 4.4. It's not... You know, it comes cheap for a starting pitcher, possibly a relief pitcher depending on where he's going to end up. But, it, you know, it's also good for for trade bait. I know we're not thinking trades until July, but you know it's he doesn't have a huge contract huge money that goes into it he's not a long term like he could be a really good rental for somebody or he could be a really good rental for us who knows but I think it's a it's good for them and it's gonna it could be good down the line for for other teams
0: yeah and he's not worth it like you haven't been to arbitration court in like 15 years (laughs) and was a guy it was for a guy named Rolando Arojo like don't go to, do not go to court over Drew Pomeranz. Um, you might be going to arbitration over Fernando Abad, which would be ridiculous. Um, i but back to Pomeranz for two seconds. I'm not really shocked by any means that they got something done because I think they have to rely on him heavily because they did trade Clay buckles. So, um, you need that arm in this, and you don't want to deal with getting things tied up, having a player have, um, bad taste in their mouth with you. You got to figure this out because he's going to be hopefully a steady piece in your, rotation moving forward this summer, if you have high hopes to win, um, you have to have a guy like that steady and consistent and happy.
1: And it's not worth losing them over... You know They were so close in, in their arbitration here. Not here, but their, in their meetings, you know, Palmer yeah. won it this much. And I think they're only like a million or two million dollars apart. So it may seem like a lot to you and me, but when it's those guys, it's not a whole lot. So I'm glad they came to terms with it. And I think we're going to see a, a much better Drew Pomeranz this year than we did last year because of his injury last year that the Red Sox supposedly didn't know about because the Padres were just like, nah, we just won't even report it. So I think it's I think it's good. And I, like I said, I think we're going to see a different Pomeranz this year.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to um, kind of see what Pomeranz can do, especially now that we think he's healthy. Um, you know, getting that injection in the, in the elbow and kind of figuring that out. So hopefully that kind of pans out for him. But um, there is a chance that um, Fernando Abad does Bard does go to an arbitration hearing with the Red Sox. Like I said, haven't gone there since 2002. Um, and it's going to be over, what, $700,000 uh, if they do because the Red Sox offered him 2 mil. Abad uh, wanted 2.7. Greedy, greedy, greedy man. Um, not worth the extra. He's barely worth 2 million. Never mind an extra 2.7. So um, if he does go to arbitration, I think it's a waste of time. This guy's not good. Um, I was shocked the Red Sox even gave him an offer in the first place. Um, but that being said, do, is it a bad situation for the Red Sox if they do have to deal with this whole hearing crap?
1: Yeah, especially, like you said, for $700,000, for a pitcher who's not very good. It's I mean, He didn't pitch well last year. And to go to arbitration for the first time in 15 years over – Fernando, a bad or a bod, whatever you like. I'm gonna call him a bad.
0: It's It's a bad. bad. That's (laughs) we're changing it. I like that better. It's a bad. It's just
1: it. It's not. It's not worth it. And if if we were to lose him, who cares? Because he didn't bring anything to the table. We're not really losing anything if he were to just disappear. But for the amount of money that they'd go to arbitration for, is just so stupid.
0: Yeah, no. It's for seven hundred thousand dollars. At that point, if you're the Red Sox, just pay him. Like, if you're if you want to keep him and you don't want to go to court, just pay the guy. Like, as much as you don't want to pay him, you don't want the guy to win. Like, you have the money to do that. Um, just pay him at this point. Like, if because going to going to arbitration hearing is stupid enough as it is, but for seven hundred thousand dollars and for a guy like this, um, it's not worth it. And honestly, back then when they went to it for Rojo, same situation, wasn't that good. But you deal with it. I don't know why they would have went in 2002 for him. They're probably going to go for a, a bad and we'll kind of have to figure it out as the team time goes on. But I, th- I think it's a waste of time.
1: Yeah, it's it's the biggest waste of time. It's just, it's not worth it at all.
0: Um. Yeah, so that situation is kind of screwy for the Red Sox and obviously we'll have to kind of... Um, See where that goes. We'll keep you updated on the written coverage as well as news comes through for that, led by our fearless uh, Jess Thomas, who got to witness a heck of a solid game tonight um, against the Pistons. Sorry, I've I've been really distracted by that basketball game. It was a good game. (laughs) Um, I'm a big green teamer if you guys didn't know that. So um, that being said, one other piece of Red Sox news before we move on, because there was some big baseball news as well involving the Astros and the Cardinals, and I want to talk about that too, but... um, the Red Sox did claim someone off waivers. Uh, out for the first baseman, Steve Selsky. Um He's from the Reds. He's played 24 games last year at a 314 batting average. A couple doubles, a couple homers. Um, against St. Louis on the September 26th, he went 5-for-5. Five five. Um, so he has potential. Not a lot of playing time in the majors, but um, definitely a good depth piece, Lauren. and does have potential in this league, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not re- looking too much into the into it, but... I just think it's more for depth. Of, you know, some they need players to rest, some player gets hurt, or whatever, for whatever reason they rest. So I think it's a good signing depth-wise. Um, I'm not expecting too much from him. I don't expect him to come in here and go five for five. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's good for the depth and good for the bench. So, and they don't really, you know, not really gaining, uh, they're not really losing a whole lot by signing them. You know, they're not, it's not like a, it's like a low risk, high reward kind of thing.
0: Um, no, it definitely is. And I think that they see potential in him. Um, so I, I'm not obviously mad at it, by any means, you take a shot at him, you bring him in to spring training, and and you see where he goes. So that'll definitely be a good addition um, for them. Um, And of course, you're listening to us here on the Red Sox Beat Podcast on CLNS Radio, all the Red Sox news of our opening segment is powered by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017. Post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses, and right now our Listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to com slash SportsFan. That's com slash SportsFan. One more time to try it for free. Go to com slash SportsFan. SportsFan, excuse me. Um, obviously a great way to get all your good hires in there. So go check them out, of course. Um, and of course, um, our whole show is brought to you by them and of course our good friends at Audible. So don't forget to go check out Audible as well. Um. A lot going on the Red Sox world. Lauren, of course, we'll um we'll obviously have more and more news coming as we get closer and closer. Um, I will tell you now. Next week, we will not talk about Truck Day. Not happening. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> oh, it's happening.
0: Oh, it's ha- you can you I will shut up then for five minutes if you guys if you and Jess want to talk about Truck Day. But um, one thing that did happen today that um, kind of came out of nowhere, actually, to be honest. Um, you know, everyone's talking about the Super Bowl. Everyone's watching basketball, and all of a sudden, um. The Cardinals finally get their punishment for the whole computer hacking into the Astros system thing. Um, it was a pretty lofty fine, Lauren. So, if I remember correctly, and I'm kind of scroll through and see what it was. It was um, they have to lose their first two draft picks and two million dollars, and all that's going to the Astros.
1: Yeah, um, it's funny. I kind of completely forgot about that this even happened because it just kind of. Got swept under the rug, and you know maybe it didn't get swept under the rug out in Houston or St. Louis. You know we're not there, so I'm um, ha- I'm not really. I mean, I shouldn't say I'm not really surprised, because like I said, I've kind of forgot this whole scandal even happened. But um, it is hefty, you know, with two draft picks and two million dollars. But at the same time, they did hack their their computers, and, <laughs> you know, so I think it's I think it's fair. Um, you know, we, the whole the whole thing is just it's so weird. It I feel like, like I said, it was just kind of swept under the rug. At least out here, maybe we just we just didn't talk about it because kind of out of sight, out of mind. But
0: well, think about you know, Houston; they're hosting the Super Bowl. No one's talking about this.
1: No, they got bigger things to worry about right now.
0: They have football players in their baseball stadium talking about football right now. They don't have; they're not talking about this.
1: Yeah, they sure do. They got like I said, they're a little occupied right now. But even they when it first the- came out, I remember you know there was you know, a little hoopla around it and then just kind of faded away and it was wasn't really talked about, you know, games on ESPN or MLB network. It wasn't really talked about like ever. So, um like I said, I'm, you know, I think I think the the punishment fits the crime and it it sucks but for the you know, it sucks. But, you know, they they were hackers so <laughs> you got caught. So just deal with what you have to with what you what you have to do.
0: Yeah, it's hefty. It was uh, the number fifty-six and seventy-five picks. That's going to the Astros as well as the money allotted to those picks. Uh, the two million dollars is going to the Cardinals, uh, former division rivals, um, as well. So it, it's it's just a lot. Um, still crazy to me. And I saw this, of course, I saw it on Barstool. But um, the fact that Brady still got and the Patriots got fined more for deflated footballs than the Astros did for hacking or for the Cardinals, yeah. did for hacking. Uh, that's kind of yeah. sad. I don't want to go into the fight gate at all on a Red Sox podcast, but that that was kind of bad. Um, and of course, uh, Chris Carrere did plead guilty, and he's on the what's the technical term? Um, ground control, I guess it was called. What's the list called? Permanently ineligible list. The stupidly list that Pete Rose is on, too. Um, he's, he's banned from baseball for life. So, um, definitely worth the punishment. I think that Manfred came down hard on purpose. Um, don't do it. <laughs> it's a bad thing. Don't, Manfred's good about this stuff. I think you fit the punishment to the crime. In yeah, like Goodell, pay attention. You fit the punishment to the crime. This is something that is worth every penny of what they're being fined. The draft picks. I think the, the punishment for sure fits the crime on this one, Lorne. I think Manfred got it right.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think you know he's done great things since becoming the commissioner. You know, going back to. Suspending her oldest Chapman for the whole domestic violence thing. I think he took, you know, he looked at what other commissioners did, you know, the NBA, the, ML, um, the NFL, NHL, you know, and he's taking from that, especially Roger Goodell. He's like, okay, this is what I shouldn't do in a domestic <laughs> violence case. And I could go on about that for hours, but, you know, like I, said, I think he got it right. I think he took notes on what not to do on other leagues.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, um, like you said, Lauren, it's one of those situations where you, you did it, you deal with it, you take the punishment, you move on. The guy who really did it and had the biggest fault of it is banned from baseball. Hopefully it doesn't happen again, obviously, because um, it's a crappy situation. But like we said, hasn't really been talked about. Because of everything that's going on in Houston this week with the Super Bowl and um, just it's the middle, it's still the middle of winter. So it hasn't really been talked about, but I'm sure it'll come up as they report the spring training. I'm sure some reporters are going to ask them um, how they feel about it, things like that. So stay tuned for more info on that, of course, as well. Um, I, I do agree with Manfred, though, for that punishment, uh, for sure. Um, one other thing that I definitely wanted to talk about, um, Greg Holland is finally off the market. Unfortunately, he's no longer an eligible bachelor to most baseball teams. Um, The Rockies have signed him to a one-year $7 million deal. Very unfortunate. I'm actually kind of pissed about this because forever now he was linked to the red sox he kept the name kept coming up and then all of a sudden the rockies who why first of all why the heck do the rockies need them they're terrible why and if you're greg holland why do you like yeah but like greg holland's not the piece that they need they need a whole new team and if you're greg holland why the rockies i I get you're probably going to get a little more money there than somewhere else but if you have any ounce of competitor in you and you should because i saw you pitch in kansas city you shouldn't be choosing the rockies
1: no I mean I was kind of shocked too I, I was thinking of you when they announced that he, they signed that he signed with the Rockies because I knew you really wanted him here but um, I would have never linked him to the Rockies Um and I feel like a lot of players just kind of go there for whatever reason but like you said I don't think he's the missing piece that team needs but I mean maybe that's a team maybe he just wanted to go there because there's not a lot of pressure to be pitching in Colorado you know you pitch well, they're going to love you, and if you don't pitch well, they're going to be like,
0: nah, oh well, our whole team sucks anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I just thought he would have been a really good fit here, um, and I'm kind of surprised that he... Um, I don't know, I'm just kind of surprised that he chose the Rockies. I'll see how it goes. Obviously, we'll see kind of what... Um, what he does there, maybe what the Rockies do. Maybe it's a situation where he starts the year there and then the Rockies do suck again. Um, he, maybe he gets dealt to a contender. Maybe the Red Sox do have a play on him come the middle of the season when maybe they do need him to make a push if they're, if they're doing well, as we expect them to. So pro- obviously not a permanent situation for him, but it's shocking enough that, that he's going to end up, at least in Colorado, come spring training.
1: I mean, I'm still shocked that Johnny Cueto didn't end up in Boston. So I kind of feel your pain.
0: Ugh, you need to get over that, I'm sister. Not, you, need, you, need, you need to get over that. So, unfortunately, though, I will say I, he would have been a great fit here. Um, but now you get you get Chris Sale to overcome the tears that you have for losing Johnny Cueto. But we still have David Price. Okay, but you're not now. He's not your ace, so you're good.
1: He never was the ace last year,
0: though. Yeah, but he like was though. No. But he was. He was-
1: no, he was until Rick Porcello decided to come out and just be dominant, and then he was just like, nah, sit down, David, and he's like,
0: okay. Uh, oh, oh, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: the rubber duck himself, David Price. Um, God, that was awful. I hope he does okay this year. That's what, that's what I'm freaking out about. Um, other news around the league, though, one thing that I really love is um, David Ross, our good old Papa Ross, um, is joining ESPN as a baseball analyst this year, probably taking Curt Schilling's job. Um... I really like this hire. I think he's knowledgeable. People like him. He knows his game, and um, I think it'll be fun to watch him. Hopefully, they can get him in there instead of whatever her name is on Sunday Night Baseball. Mendoza, whatever. I don't even know. Jeff I hate Mendoza. her. Oh, she's awful. Um, maybe she. Maybe he can take the third chair there because she's god-awful.
1: Yeah, I was really disappointed. I, I was really excited, you know, her with being a woman and getting on there, and I was really disappointed that I didn't like her as much as I thought I would, but with um, David Ross, I think that's, that's perfect. I think he'll do wonders. I think he'll be funny. I think he'll be witty. But he'll, he's so knowledgeable, and he's just so smart that he's just going to bring so much. At least I hope he's going to bring so much to the table, and I definitely think he's going to be fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, I mean, we always enjoyed listening to him when he was in the locker room. We always enjoyed listening to him when he talked. He always did great interviews, even after winning the World Series on the field. He was—he took the time and like sounded professional on the field, talking about his retirement. So, um... You know he's gonna bring great insight to the game, especially after winning a couple World Series.
1: Yeah, I think um I think it's a great fit for him and I'm definitely excited to be able to see him a little bit more with him going to the National League last year. We obviously didn't get to see too much of him, but I'm definitely excited for this. I think it's gonna be fun.
0: Mhm. Um yeah, he definitely bring a bit of personality, that's for sure. I hope someone I wish David Ortiz would do T V. He'd be fun. Yeah, uh be fun. <laughs> fun. I don't it's amazing that his English isn't good enough yet though. Like his English still isn't good enough and he's been here how long? Like it's ridiculous. Um he hasn't been back right No, but I think probably better than David Ortiz's. Um which yeah. is which is still shocking to me. But that being said, uh, maybe just get him in some like English lessons or something. Um one other thing that I did, we did want to talk about as well um, before we get out of here um, was the Braves infielder situation. His name is Sean Rodriguez. Uh, his wife and two kids um, were hit by a stolen police car in Miami. The suspect passed away. Um, they're all going to be okay. The children were 2-8. and eight. Um, They were in serious condition, but they're stable. Um, that being said, too much is going on right now, Lauren, in the baseball world. <laughs> like,
1: Oh. Like- I too much sad stuff. I just I don't want to read about it anymore. I'm glad everyone's going to be okay, and I'm glad. Oh, you know, minus the suspect, obviously, but screw the suspect. <laughs> he stole the police car. I mean, it's it's awful. It's an awful situation for everybody involved. But what matters is that Rodriguez, his wife, and his kids are going to be okay. Um, hopefully, the two year old is young enough where he or she won't even remember what happened. So that's kind of reassuring. But I'm glad everyone's going to be okay, and that. It could have been so much more serious for, for what it was.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that after, you know, Jose Fernandez's situation and Ventura last week, like, all this crap news and Marte. I always forget about Marte because he, <laughs> he wasn't the high-profile player, so I always forget about it. But, you know, obviously we're sad that he passed away too. Um you hear all this and it's, it's not as much as this sucks that this happened it's nice to hear they're actually going to walk away from this and another player didn't die um, but that being said obviously we send our best wishes to them as well I'm sick of sending my best wishes people can you guys just be okay for once like I feel like the I last like th- be good and happy. I shouldn't have to send my best wishes to players and their families two weeks in a row like it shouldn't be a thing um, it's bad enough when Jose Fernandez passed away I shouldn't have to do it two weeks in a row um, for stupid car accidents like this so well it'd be a better place <laughs> come on now um that being said obviously a lot happened this week we'll obviously get more as next week happens um said we will not talk about truck day next week but um what? it is <laughs> it is exciting of course uh, 64 days till opening day 14 days till pitchers and catchers report so um, intriguing to see chris sale david price rick porcello all those guys return um uh, interesting to see obviously and watch the catcher situation this year lauren it's going to be a weird one i think um and well and the spring training is going to have a lot of playoff for that so that's all going to start in 14 days which is very exciting of course you can find us on twitter at Red Sox underscore beat for all the uh updates for that We'll send pictures, retweet people, things like that to keep you updated. Um, Red Sox Beat Podcast on Facebook as well. Um, Check us out on iTunes. If you rate, review, and subscribe to us, you'll get our newest episodes right away and listen to us and stay updated, of course. Um, And of course, our our show today was brought to you by ZipRecruiter and Audible. Um, Good friends over there, so check them both out. Um, Warren will be back next week. Jess will hopefully be back. I'm assuming he's going to be back. I think this was was an isolated incident for Jess. He'll be back next week along with us. But for Lauren Campbell, I am Jared Scally, and this has been uh, Red Sox Beat here on c Australia. Radio.